to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Are you ready this morning? Yes. All right, take your Bibles this morning. Go to Matthew chapter 6. We've been talking about life in the kingdom of God, not necessarily Christianity, not necessarily just being a Christian or a religious person, but we're talking about what Jesus came. Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God. He never came to bring a religion. He never came to bring a club. He never came to bring a uh, friendly area. He came to bring the kingdom of God back to the earth. It was lost when Adam and Eve basically rebelled against the kingdom of God by disobedience. And at that time, they lost the kingdom of God. So Jesus had to come back as a man, defeat the enemy, and open up the door so we could get back into the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. If you're here this morning, you've been born again. The Bible says you've been rescued out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. How many know that's good news? But how many know, if you don't know what that means, it's just a scripture to you that you can quote and show where you colored it in yellow to everybody and look impressive. But if you don't know what it actually means, it's not going to help you much. You've got to understand that you were rescued out of the control of and out of the dominance of one kingdom, and now you've been put in another kingdom where now you are in control and you are in dominance because you're in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for your overwhelming excitement this morning. Glory to God. Yes. All right, Matthew chapter 6. You probably know where. Verse 31. Jesus says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whither all shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, how many of you are no longer Gentiles, but you've been born again? So that means if I'm spending all my thought life thinking about my mortgage, thinking about my problems, thinking about my worries, then you're not a Gentile, but you're acting like one. You're thinking like one. So he says, therefore, don't take any thought about this stuff. Verse 32, for after these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. And then he gives us a simple formula to the kingdom of God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that you've been worrying about your whole life will be added unto who? Added unto you. So Jesus makes it very simple. There's only two things you've got to do is seek first the kingdom of God. When I read this basically, I thought, you know, I knew nothing about the kingdom of God. I knew that Jesus came and preached the kingdom of God all the time, but I knew very little about the kingdom because I never lived in a kingdom before. I lived in a democracy. I mean, no, democracies are different than kingdoms. Kingdoms have a king who's in charge, democracies have a president who's in charge. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many know the president is voted in, the king is not voted in? That's right. The king is in, bless God. How many know you can vote the president out, but you ain't going to be able to vote the king out because the king is king? So all these things I had to start learning and had to start changing, basically, because I had to start living in a kingdom that I was not familiar with because I was born in this world in a democracy. So as I started studying the kingdom of God, I found a scripture that really helped me. It says, ask and you shall? Receive. Now watch, seek and you shall? Find. So as long as I'm seeking, I'm guaranteed that I'm going to find out about the kingdom of God because he promised, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open unto you. So you've got to check yourself this morning. Where are my daily thoughts every day? What am I thinking of? Uh, what's the most important thing in my life? Is it my finances? Is it my mortgage? Is, oh, we're not going to make it? Is, oh, my problems, worries? Or is it on the kingdom of God and basically your position in the kingdom of God and what Jesus did for you to get you in the kingdom of God? That's what you've got to be thinking. Now notice here, it did not even say seek Jesus. 
It says, seek what? The kingdom. Now, we seek Jesus first because Jesus is our entrance into the kingdom. Without Jesus, there would be no entrance. But once you seek Jesus and get in the kingdom of God, he then, through the Holy Spirit, wants you to help you understand what the kingdom of God is like, what you're living in, and how to live in it. You know, if we decided to pack up and move and go to another country, how many know when you got there, you'd have to change some things? Number one, you'd have to learn a different language. Could stay there for like three weeks, couldn't we? Yeah, you're going to have to learn a different language, aren't you? Well, if your language is the same now, before you're born again, as it is after you're born again, you ain't making much sense in the kingdom of God. So my language had to change. My, my foul words had to change. My cursing had to change. My angry words had to change. My negative words had to change. I had to change because now I was no longer part of the kingdom of darkness. Now I'm in the kingdom of God. And I want to speak what the kingdom speaks in that to line up with the kingdom in order to receive things out of the kingdom of God. And there's different laws. If you went to a foreign country, there's different laws there than there are laws here. So I had to learn those laws. So what did I do? I had to spend time in here to find out the laws of the kingdom of God. How many know there's laws to the kingdom of God? How many know they're different than the laws of the world? So we're coming not only not even to get into the kingdom, but the Holy Ghost wants to deliver us from this present evil world because he don't want us thinking about the present evil world. When I first got born again and got into what they call Christianity or whatever, I changed the Our Father. It was now, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and my will be done here on earth. Why is that? Because I thought it was a gimme club. I'm born again. What can you do? You can ask God for everything. Oh, God, it's going to be fun. Give me, give me, give me, Jimmy. Give me, give me, give me. Give me my more. Give me a new car. Give me a new house. Give me a new boat. Give me a, I'm believing God. I'm putting my faith in it. I'm believing God. And what are you getting? A new boat, a new car, a new house. Why? Because I'm a Christian now, praise God. And God just gives me everything. Nobody ever told me to seek him and the kingdom first rather than the stuff. So Jesus comes along and says, will you stop it? <laughs> Come on. Basically, that's what he says, doesn't he? Would you stop that? Would you just seek first my kingdom, its rules, its laws, its constitution, and all these things you've been worrying about for 35 years will just be added unto you. And I thought, well, that's definitely a lot simpler what I've been doing because I haven't been succeeding anyway. You know, I'm praying, I believe in, yeah, I'm believing for a new car. How long have you been believing? 15 years. Well, brother, you just need more faith. Confess a little more. I got a new car. 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 I got... Come on, you've all been through this. You've all seen it. you got a new car. got a new car. No, the problem wasn't my faith. The problem was my priority. My priority was for things rather than for him. When my priority lined up with him, cars became no problem. Money became no problem. The mortgage became no problem. Nothing became no problem in my life because I changed my focus and priority to what Jesus wanted me to focus my priority on, and that was not acquiring things. The whole world's after things. How many of you know that? The whole world wants to be rich and famous. The whole world wants as much money as they can. There's people out there that got so much money right now, they couldn't spend it in 50 lifetimes, and they're still trying to get more. Now, that shows me that you're not satisfied no matter how much you got. You just want more. Well, I got $3 million in the bank, but I need a little bit more. For what? Because that don't satisfy you, does it? No matter how many cars you got, how much money you got, how much you got, it doesn't fill the void that's in your heart, basically, but the kingdom of God does fill that void. Because that's your purpose. You were put here with a purpose, basically, and that is to extend kingdom operation into your life and to other people's lives around you. And that's a full-time job no matter what you're doing. I don't care if you've got a job. Your job is not to get a paycheck. Your job is to extend the kingdom of God. And if you do that, your paycheck will get bigger automatically. It'll grow. It'll go. Why? Because that's the way the kingdom of God works. When you put his kingdom first, all these things will be added. So Jesus told me if I stop pursuing these things and pursued the kingdom, the things would start to pursue me. Yes. Glory to God. You know what? They did. My God. How did it work? I don't know. 
You, you don't know how it works. It just worketh. Why is that? Because he wrote it down in here. And how many know he's God? Big G. See, and what Big G says is declared is the way it works. So I just decided to go ahead and follow what he told me to do. And when I do that, I started living a kingdom effective life. Say kingdom effective life. Tell you, most Christ Christians are broke, disgusted, busted, nothing else, running around talking about what God's going to do for them in the future when God's already did everything for them. The thing is, they're not making the connection with what they're supposed to be doing in order to hook up with the kingdom in which they live in. And how many know, there's a lot of things. We talked about language a little bit earlier. Language is a part of that. How many know that? You can't go around talking that God just doesn't do this, and I can't get that, and I'm so low, and I ain't got no money, and I got everything, and expect the kingdom of God to operate because in the kingdom of God, the Bible says, whatever you say, you'll end up with. It's a law, see? That's a spiritual law. And when we follow that law, it's, it sets you up for kingdom things and sets you up for kingdom blessings. All right, go to Romans chapter 8. Preach six sermons in 20 minutes today. All right, Romans chapter 8, look at verse 5. It says, For they that are after the natural, the flesh, or things, they mind the things of the natural, the flesh, or the things. But they that are after the Spirit, they mind the things of the... For to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can be. So what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to change my way of thinking on the Word of God in order to line up with God's laws in order to receive from God what God wants to get over to me. The Bible says it's His pleasure to give me the entire kingdom. How many would like to have the entire kingdom? Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So what happens is what I'm mindful of. What are you mindful of on a daily basis? What's going on in your life? What are you thinking about? What you, some people can't even quiet their mind long enough to think on anything. Like a railroad track, zoom, 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 zoom. If you just can't sit down and catch a breath for just 10 minutes and just let your mind be your mind, then you're having trouble controlling your thoughts, see? There ought to be a place where you can do that. So what do I want to do? I want to fill my thoughts with spiritual things, with what he did for me, with who I am because he made me that way, with the advantages he's given me, with the laws he's given me. I may have to talk myself into some things. Because when I was over here, I wasn't in those things. When I was over here, I was someone who got offended, and I got mad, and I didn't forgive anybody. Well, over here, I'm someone who forgives all the time, and I never get offended. Well, I just didn't go that in one day. I had to tell myself, you're a very forgiving man. You just forgive everybody. doesn't matter what they do to you. And somebody comes up and stabs you right in the back, and you say, I'm a forgiving man. I don't get offended for anything. And somebody stabs you in the back and the front, and you go... I'm a forgiving man. What are you doing? You're convincing yourself of the identity that he provided for you when you bring him into the kingdom of God and who you are. Whether you know it or not, the Bible says you've been washed in his blood. How many of you know that? Yes. <laughs> How many know you've been washed in the blood? Yes. But then the next verse is he's made you a king and a priest unto God. Nobody wants that part of it. I'm washing the blood. It's all up to Jesus. No, he made you a king. He made you a priest. He's raised you up and seated you in heavenly places far above all principality power. Don't wait for God to do things for you. Do things for yourself with the God in you. 
Even in the season we're at now, it's, it's all right. I like Christmas and everything, but it's all about Jesus Emmanuel, God with you. Well, what about God in you? Amen. You watch the shows and Jesus is with you. He's with you all the time. I'm glad he's with me, but if he ain't in me, see, if he's with you, he's got to do everything. And he's not going to because he's going to do in you, through you, because he's in you. Are you following me? So everybody walking around, well, Jesus is going to take care of it. Jesus is going to, no, Jesus ain't. Jesus is going to take care of it through you. When you line up with the Word of God and speak the words that He wants to speak and flow in the Spirit of God, then it's you and Jesus working together because He lives on the inside of you. So the revelation you need is not just Jesus Emmanuel. It's also Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. And greater is He that is than He that is. Not greater is He who walks alongside of me, holds my hand, walks me through places. No, He's on the inside of you. So the power of God's in here. The words that need to be spoken to set you free are in here. Everything you need is in here. When I first got born again and started listening to every preacher in the world, most preachers were telling me where I was at, and it was in a good place. You're disgusted. I know you're down and out. I know you're depressed, but Jesus in the near future is going to take you from there and take you over here. No, when I got born again, he already took me over there. And if I'm going to identify with being over here, then I'm going to live over here. He's not going to take me over there again. He going to the cross one time. How many of you know that might be enough? So he's changed my identity. He's changed the way I think. He should be changing the way I think through the word of God so that I come into a place where I realize who I am in Christ Jesus, where I am a king. I'm not a subject. I'm not a servant. I'm a king, the Bible says. And I'm a priest. That means I can have my own relationship with him without a priest. I don't need anybody else to have a relationship with him. It helps some, but I want my personal relationship, if you don't mind. I want to hear from him for myself. I don't need somebody prophesying over me every 15 minutes to tell me what's going on. i got a relationship with him. Are you following me? Come on, everybody running from place to place. Man, back in a charismatic renewal, everybody had a word. Everybody in the world's got a word. You got a word? Oh, yeah, I got a word. Look, it's coming. It's coming. Then they want to speak over it. Do you go to church anywhere? No, I got the Holy Ghost, and I don't need no church. I just prophesy over everybody. Well, that stuff screwed so many people up. It's taken 10 years to get them out of it by now. Come on now. Go to the Word for yourself. It's right in this book, and it tells you, praise God, what you need to do. It tells you what you're supposed to do. It tells you who you are. It tells you what you can do. You don't need anybody else to tell you that stuff. Just go in here and believe God. How I many know it's God's, God's Word? And I'd rather believe Him any day than anybody else. So what are we doing? We're, we're locking in here. We're figuring out. All once I found out I wasn't a loser, I'm a winner. So when they'd say, and now you're losing, I say, next channel. Say, <laughs> so you ain't going anywhere. Next channel. He's going to come and help you. Next channel. Because he already helped me, see? The Bible says you've already been delivered. The Bible says you've already been healed. The Bible says you've already been blessed. The Bible says you're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Yet everybody's trying to take us back to that old spot to keep us coming back. Oh, there it is, right there. Right there. If you're a winner, they don't want you anymore because they can't help you. They need losers. They need you to be a loser. They need you to need their church to get to heaven. That's why if you don't come on Sundays, you're going to hell. Why they're trying to lock somebody in. If you're going someplace on Sunday and get nothing, you're wasting your time. You need to go where the Word of God is preaching, where you're growing and where your mind is getting renewed to the things of the Word of God and move up in the things of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, it's a waste of time. Don't let them take you back. A preacher starts comparing you to somebody. and you, Oh, you're just like Peter. I know you denied Jesus three times, but Jesus is going to forgive you. He's already washed you in his blood. Get rid of Peter. Get him, get him off of you. Jeez. Come on, they're trying to put that stuff back on you. You don't need that stuff. You had that before you got born again. 
Why get born again and put it right back on? No, no, no. You've been changed, praise God. The Bible says you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. By his divine power, he has given you everything that you need the day that you got born again. The power of God's on the inside of you. The anointing's on the inside of you. And you can control things with your mouth. That's why you need to change your language from the old to the new. Hey, most of you are in bodies to yourself. The prison you're trying to break out of is you. Well, he preached I was happy on Sunday, but I'm telling you, I'm really down today. I just don't feel good today. I just don't think I'm going to have a good day today. It just seems like a bad day today, so I'm probably going to have a bad day today. Pastor, pray for me. I'd rather slap you. Come on now. We're not raising babies here. We're raising people up. We're going to change this world in the time that we got here. We're going to do something, praise God. We're not going to sit around here and just, ah, poor, poor, pitiful me. You need to come up out of that, praise God. That's what tithing's all about. Let somebody else take control of the most important thing in your life, which is moolah. Come on. And most Christians won't even do that. 16% I saw, praise God. 16% of kingdom believers are tithing. Won't even obey God in that situation, for God's sakes. My God, come on. And my finances are terrible. They should be. And everybody comes to me. I got financial problems. My first question is what? Are you tithing? And their first answer is? No. And they wanted to know my second question. And there wasn't any second question. Because until you get by step A, you can't get to step B. See, we don't need your money. I already believe God and I've already tithed enough to supply my needs for me and this church for 50 years. I don't care if you put anything in the offering. I'm doing just fine, praise God. And I'll tell you how I got there. I started tithing. The day I got born again, God said, you start tithing. First, I had to look up and see what it was. I know it was 10%, 100%, 50%. I had no idea. Finally found 10%. And then I started writing out the check. And I thought, man, I owe some back pay. So I wrote out a big check. My wife says, what is thou? Do a thing. How many know I should have checked with her? Because neither one of us understood it yet. We never did anything before. And all of us were writing $5,000 checks. She said, what the heck is going on here? Well, when I tithed, I wanted to start big. I figured big God needs big money. Amen. See, in this whole gospel, I don't think we're going anywhere near this today. So, Is that all right today? See, and religion taught me that the whole gospel was a gospel of a God who demands you to do everything. You go to church on Sunday, I'm going to get you. You be nice to them, I'm going to get you. You forgive her, I'm going to get you, I'll tell you what. Then I found out everything in here was already done. And it's not a gospel of demand, it was a gospel of offer. He was offering. He says, you want to get rich? Yeah. He said, tithe. Well, I ain't going to tithe. Then you ain't going to get rich. And I said, why, you getting mad at me? No, it's simple. It's a simple law. You tithe, you get rich. You don't, you don't. It has nothing to do with me, God said. I put it in the book. You do whatever you want to do. How many know the Bible tells you to forgive everybody? That's an offer. Because if you don't, you're going to live in unforgiveness. Then you're going to live guilty your whole life. And he don't want you doing that. So if you're a forgiving person, then basically he, you live guilt-free because it's easy to forgive people. All these things he gave us are offers for us to live a better life. See? He tells us to love one another. You don't have to. 
You don't have to forgive. You don't have to tithe. And God ain't going to say, to hell with you. He's not going to say that. That's not based on your salvation. Jesus was based on your salvation. These are things where he's saying, do you want to live the kingdom of life? This is the way you do it. You do this, and this happens. You do this, and this happens. You do this, because those are the laws of the kingdom of God. Yet we don't want to follow the laws of the kingdom of God. We want to follow our own laws. We think that the world's way is better. And how many of you know, when I was in the world, it wasn't work a thing at all. But it was going to. Sooner or later, it was going to work for me. Just keep doing it, keep doing it. And you turn about 60 years old and you say, I better try something different. I mean, people keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over. But notice, it's all an offer. God offers you everything. Through this book, he offers you everything. You love others, guess what? They're going to love you. It's just an automatic thing that happens. Forgive, you'll be forgiven. Give, you'll, you'll prosper. You know, given, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men pour in your rhythm. Well, I don't believe that. I just believe that pastor wants another new outfit, and I ain't giving any money at all. I'll tell you that right now. And then they want to come and complain when they ain't got no money, and they're broke, and they can't pay their mortgage and everything else. I said, well, you're living in the world, so you need to take four jobs on. Ain't that the way the world does it? Ain't that the way we do it in the world? We need four or five more jobs, and then you work 23 hours a day, get that hour of sleep in there as quick as you can, and go back and collect that paycheck, and you... You'll pay then. You'll be able to make it. That's the world's way to do it. But that's not God's way to do it. See, there's a time in my life where I had to make a choice. I was working at the post office, and I was working 10, 12 hours a day, and I was making pretty good money doing that, getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, going in, getting off at 5, 6 o'clock at night, picking up kids, coming home, eating supper, going to bed, doing it over and over again. And I, this is after I was born again, and I found out my, my prayer time had greatly diminished. And God said one time, what do you want to do? You want to keep working 14 hours a day and keep barely making the payments and keep doing this and keep doing that? Or would you like to try it the kingdom's way? And I, tell you, I was exhausted. I said, I'll try anything right now. I don't care. I'll quit my job and stand on the street corner with a bucket. Give me something, praise God, to, to help me out, praise God. So I did. I went off the overtime list. She said, you went off the overtime list? I said, yeah. I said, I'm not going to make as much money. I said, you're right. We're not because we're not working overtime. And overtime, I mean, it was time and a half. Yeah, so I just quit. I just quit that, and basically I concentrated more on studying the Word and doing everything. And all, once our finances turned around, how did it do it? I don't know. See, everybody wants to know how it happens. I don't know. You, I mean, you put on your brakes at the stop sign. It stops. Why? I don't care why. I care if my car stopped at the stoplight. Are you following me? I don't have to know the mechanisms. I don't have to know the rubber shoes. I don't have to know. I, if it works, it works. Do you, you understand? So we don't have to understand these things. We've just got to obey See, that's what Adam and Eve did wrong to begin with. If they just would have obeyed, please. But they didn't do it. And what happened? It wasn't God's fault. God didn't curse them. God didn't get mad at them. Basically, they messed up. They broke the laws. And there's Christians out there whew, living together, not married. See? Christians out there selling drugs. Christians out there taking drugs. And we're not condemning anybody. We're saying, though, if you want to prosper in the kingdom, you've got to follow the laws of the kingdom, see? And you can't say, I don't know. I didn't know. Driving down US 100 mile an hour, you get pulled over. The cop says, you're going 100. I didn't know. I thought it was 99. I was only going one mile an hour over the thing. I mean, no, he ain't going to care whether you knew or not. So that's why it's important for each and every person to search his Bible and find out what the laws tell you to do and how they tell you to do it, do you see? Everything has laws. Everything that's been created has laws. Right. A car has laws. If you don't like gasoline, like orange juice, and you'd rather put that in your gas tank, go ahead. It's going to smell better, but your car ain't going to go anywhere. <laughs> what did you do? Well, God's just mad at me. He just mad at me because I put orange juice in. He, no, he didn't do anything. You messed up your own car by putting orange juice in. Now you want to blame it. Now you want to blame it. Now you want to blame it on somebody. 
Come on, God shows up, and Adam says, that woman thou gave me. And the woman said, that snake that came along here. See, nobody wanted to take responsibility for anything. But that's one thing you're going to have to do, start taking responsibility in your life for the things in your life to make the change in your life. You're going to have to find things where you're not in line with the laws of God, and you're going to have to change it. And the more you line up with the laws of God, the more a blessing that you walk into, into your life. It's just the way things operate in anything that you do. So there's laws in this book. We want to study the laws in your book. In order to do that, you're going to have to study the Word. In order to study the Word, you're going to have to get mindful of the Word. I'm not talking about one cookie-cutter scripture every morning that you pull out of the jar, and God loves me so very much, thank you very much, and then you wait till night. I'm talking about there's something called study. There's study. There's study in the Bible. And study takes a little bit of time. You can't do that in a six-minute period. I mean, you've got to put aside some time to do that and study that stuff and get the revelation of it. And my God, the tools that we've got in this day and age are ridiculous. You push a button. I mean, you want to know something about fasting. You push fasting, push a button, you're going to have more scriptures on your phone than you can go through in 42 years, man. It's right there. So we've got no excuse for doing this, not knowing this stuff, and not obeying what God told them to do. So God's not the problem. See? As we move into the kingdom of God, we've got to adjust ourselves. We've got to think different. We've got to act different. We've got to do different things. And we do that not by trying our best. You do it by basically lining your identity up with who he made you in the Bible. When you believe that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I used a lot of different things. I, I used the mustache to believe I was a new creation. When I got born again, grew a mustache, I'd go and every time I'd look, it remind me I'm a new creation because I looked a little bit different, not much, because my mustache didn't do much, but still... It was there. And for a while then, I want to remember the Spirit of God was on the inside of me. So I took my watch and I turned it upside down. So I'm on the mail route. Every time I look at my watch, it's upside down. Not only did I have to go like this to see it, but I had to remember that the Holy Ghost was on the inside of me. You know how many times you look at your watch a day when you're working? Hoping the day is over? Come on, so every time I looked at my watch, oh, yeah, it's 10.30, but the Holy Ghost is on the inside of me. Oh, 10.32 now, two minutes, two minutes later, and it's on the, what was I doing? I was getting something to trigger me to keep remembering and get my mind full of the things of God, and I mean, tapes, tapes are wonderful things. They don't even do CDs and cards anymore, but I mean, I still listen to cassettes. I ain't kidding you. I got two cassette players, one in two different bedrooms, and I push that thing, and I got one with batteries I can put on in the car, because teaching tapes do something to you. You know, there's an anointing there on teaching tapes. And if it's hard for people to study unless they have somebody who's been anointed to study to help them to study their studies that they study. That'll be on the tape. You'll have to get it. See? So what happens? Somebody's got to help me understand. Somebody had to help me understand the Bible. I had to sit under Kenny Copeland's tapes for a while. I had to sit under Christian Harfus's tapes for a while. I had to sit under Benny Hinn for a while. I had to sit under... Because everything they were telling me was brand new. I was told, yes, I'm born again, but I still can't do anything. It's all up to God. God will either do it or God won't do it or he does or, and his will and all things work together for good and blah, 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 and pulling out scriptures all over. And I never knew the control that I had in my own life, that the power I had in my own life, that devils were afraid of me in my own life, see? You watch two Hollywood movies and you'll hide from every ant that runs along thinking it's possessed. See, that, that's to make you like that. It's to make you afraid of everything. It's to make you, but praise God, the devil's under your feet. How many of you know that? Well, I'm just fighting the devil. Why? He's defeated. He's already been knocked out, for God's sakes. Quit giving him smelling salts with your conversation. 
See, you're the one raising him up off the mat. Jesus already put him down there, praise God. Walk on him. The Bible says he can only have one place in your life, and that's underneath your feet. Glory to God. So that's where I'm going to keep him. That's the way I'm going to walk. I'm not going to go into fear. I'm not going to go into that stuff. I'm going to walk in the power of God and the anointing of God. I'm going to control this thing here where it likes to run wild. You ever studied the tongue in the Bible? For a little thing, man, it's, it's a world of fire, it says. I mean, you know, it doesn't take much to start a fire in the church. <laughs> Let's just bring it down. Just takes one here and then one there, then two over here and two over there. And pretty soon you got, uh, you know, first church of God, second church of God, third church of God, fourth church of God, fifth church of God, sixth church of God. See, that's where everybody comes from is church splits. You know that? That's where this one opens up and that one opens up and this. But praise God, you don't need to do that. See, you don't need to get involved in that stuff. You have power and authority over that stuff. You don't have to get upset. You don't have to be down. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be under the weather. No, we've been put in a position where we can live in victory every single area of our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. Let me see if I can find another scripture so they think I know the word. Go to Luke 14. I watched that guy online. He wanted one scripture, and that was it. Yeah, well. At least it was in red. <laughs> I like this church right now because I believe people have come out of Pampers. I really believe people have come out of Pampers, praise God. And people want to go further, and they're gone further, and they're taking authority over their life. And you've got brothers and sisters that were near having a hard time. You give one of them a call, and I'll tell you what, they may chastise you, but they'll bring you up out of your mess and get you in the right part. They're here to help you. We're here to help each other. We're here to be a body, not an individual. Look at me, how great thou art. See, we love one another. We care for one another, praise God. Some of you new people coming out are coming out of a mess. Let me give you a big clue. We all came out of one. Well, look at them. They were never in a mess. Oh, follow me around. Follow my old days. Get that video clip for a little bit. You'll wonder what he's doing up there. Yeah. Yeah, we've all come out of a mess. Praise God. Stupid thinking, doing dumb things. But God wants to grow us up. Hallelujah. And there's more peace and joy when you're with the Lord, man. Ain't enough Budweiser in the world to get as high as you are when you're on Jesus Christ. Praise God. No. Those are just substitutes for what you really need. See, and once you find that fulfillment, those other things will just fall off of your life, praise God, and you'll start growing going forward. Hallelujah. And the next generation, I mean, what they're teaching up front, I mean, they don't teach mamby-pamby stuff up there. You know what I mean? They don't have playtime. People have left the church because you don't have enough playtime for the kids. Well, let them play at home. We're teaching them something up there, please. See, these kids, kids are learning something, praise God. The little J, AJ's little boy basically goes to school and he don't wear a mask and they're always mad at him. You don't wear a mask. He says, I don't get sick. Yeah, I don't get sick. They said, why don't you get sick? I don't know, but I don't get sick. So everybody looks like him like he's a little nut because everybody else got to, you know, their mask and their Pfizer and their long johns and everything else they got to keep from getting sick, praise God. But notice, he's heard the word enough and enough and it, I don't get sick. How I many know that's a pretty good confession at the age of whatever he is? I know it's a lot better confession than most Christians who've been in the church for... Yes. Yeah. Am I getting in trouble this morning? I hope so. All right, Luke chapter 14. 
Look at verse 16. Then said Jesus unto them, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. Now, remember we talked about every parable you see in the Bible is about what? Kingdom. kingdom of God. All right, back to verse 16. Then he said unto them, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant supper at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all these things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, Well, I've bought a piece of ground. I have to go and see, and I pray thee that I may be excused. Another said, Well, I got me five yoke of oxen. Hallelujah, I got me that brand new car, and I got to shine it up, and I got to spend some time over that, and I go to prove them. I pray that they'll be excused. And another said, I've married a wife. And therefore, I cannot. Now, notice this. This is talking about a parable about the kingdom. Say the kingdom. The, kingdom. the first thing I want you to show you is that Jesus says there's going to be many excuses for you not to seek the kingdom of God. There's going to be financial reasons. You'd rather seek financial. You'd rather seek more work. You'd rather seek relationships. You'd rather seek, but there's going to be something there. And basically, in the last one there about a wife, I take that as many guys, when they get married to a wife who's seeking God, now feel like it's her responsibility for the family to seek God so they don't have to seek God anymore because my wife's got it covered. How many know it's an individual thing? Wife, husband, whatever, you got to do it. But the most important thing I learned from this one is the great one. This man made a great supper. Say, made a great supper. Say, made a great supper. That means any supper you're trying to get from the kingdom of God has already been made. Everybody wants to get into the kingdom of God and get things into the kingdom of God but everything the supper is already provided it's already done the kingdom's already set up when you get in the kingdom you don't have to look for the mac and cheese it's right there you don't have to look for the t-bone steak it's right there you don't have to look for healing it's right there you don't have to look for power it's already in the kingdom and you're in the kingdom you don't have to look for deliverance it's already there but everybody keeps trying to help us to do 10 different things to get to those things are you following me anything you do to try to get something from him is religion because he already did it for you but well, I'm defeating the devil for God no you ain't when you got in the kingdom of God he'd already defeated it's over with well I'm trying to get healed no once you got in the kingdom of God healing belongs to you health belongs to you it is your legal right as a king to live in divine health because that's the way that go up to heaven and see how many sick people there are now people say well I'll be healed when I get to heaven that's true but wouldn't it be nice to be healed down here before you get to heaven See? So we're going to walk in these things. Why? Because they belong to us. We are not trying to get them from Him. We are receiving. Are, are you achieving things or receiving things? Well, I went up and that pastor prayed for me and I don't understand it because it, he laid hands on me and I've been coming to church every Wednesday and every Sunday now. It's been 13 straight weeks and there's no reason why I shouldn't have been healed. You can't earn it. can't earn nothing from God. God's already provided everything freely for you. How many of you tried to do enough to get saved for many years? How many of you got in? Don't work, does it? It's not about you. Are you following me? It's about what he did. Now, since I know what he did, and he's made me a king and a priest, and he's given me authority over all the things of the earth, then I'm going to stand in my position of who I am. And so when sickness starts to come on my body, I'm going to stand against it in the name of Jesus. When debt tries to come in my life, I'm going to give more. Always do whatever I can opposite of what I think I should do naturally. See, I should hate that person for what they said, but I'm going to go ahead and love them because that's probably the way the kingdom is. See, your first thought's usually you, and then you've got to hold on just a little bit, let the kingdom kick in. 
<laughs> See? Because what happens? Your first thought, a lot of times, your natural thought. It's your natural feelings. It's your last. Uh, everybody tithes this morning. A tithe. <laughs> Give. <laughs> but then you wait a little bit, and the Holy Ghost goes, this is the way you're going to get rich. This is what the Bible. Then you, oh, okay. See? And we want to get to a point to where the spiritual thought comes first. See, for a lot of people, they just wake up on Sunday morning and the, they say, oh, and the mind says, boy, it's nice in this bed this morning. It's freezing here in Florida. It's 62 this morning. Ice cold. Ooh, I've got four blankets on and it's so cozy here. And I probably shouldn't go to church this morning. Well, there's going to come a day where you just naturally get up, see, without having that battle between one or the other because you know it's a place, it's not a place you have to go. But it's a place you probably need to go to get the Word of God and get built up for the week and get some revelation and move forward on the thing. So you won't fight those things anymore. Tithing's not a question anymore. Getting up and going to church not a question anymore. Wednesday nights are not a question for me anymore. All these things, and it's been over a pattern of 35 years, but all these things are no longer a battle for me. When sickness hits, it's not a fight of whether I am or I ain't. It, it doesn't belong in my life, and I'm going to stand against the thing. Somebody says, well, you rebuke it. Does it go right away? Sometimes no. But how long are you going to stand? 30 seconds. I tried that faith stuff. I believe God for 13 seconds and nothing happened to me. No, no. Faith is a lifestyle. The Bible says we live by faith. We don't try it out to see if it's going to work or not. No, we live in faith the whole time, praise God. We talk like people are prosperous. We talk like people are healed. We talk like if you've got a symptom, don't tell everybody in the world. Because they're going to tell everybody in the world. And then you've got helpers. Come on, is that the truth? Well, I'm just feeling terrible, and I've been sick, and I just want you to uh, get everybody to pray for me. In other words, get everybody that they know so they can feel sorry for me. You don't need 40 people praying for you. Just get somebody that knows what they're doing. Somebody that believes in healing, have them pray. Are you following me this morning? We're not a club here. I don't want to turn anything into a club. I want to turn it into the power of God, the anointing of God based on the Word of God. And that's what we're going to build on. We don't build on kids' programs. We don't build on gimmicks. We don't build on giveaways. We build on the Word of God and the Spirit. And if that ain't enough, then I quit. I told the Lord that a long time ago. I'm going to build a church. I'm building on the Word and the Spirit. Anything else? If that don't work, I'm just going to go back to delivering mail or whatever I need to do. Praise God. Because if that don't work, i got nothing else. See, I'm not giving away $5 gift cards for you coming. I'm not, I don't do that stuff. Come on now. You think it's funny, but there are churches out there doing this stuff all the time. Just go to one. You'll find out. If you need a $5 gift card, go to one. Then come here and learn something. Praise God. Go there first. Hey, five bucks is five bucks. Praise God. Yeah. Why is that? Because that's the way it is. That's the way they got to keep people coming. Keep people coming. I mean, I don't care. Give me 20 people on fire for God who are going forward, and I'll take that over 500 people any day of the world. Come on now. We're growing up. We're learning things. We're coming things. Some of you can even smile now when you come here. My God, you know how much better it is to look out over people smiling rather than people out there that looked like their dog died just yesterday? Because we've been taught to be depressed. We've been taught to be down and out. We've been taught to be, oh, in such bad shape. And Jesus is going to help us. No, praise God. When you enter the kingdom of God, you entered into a place where the banquet is already set. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just get your plate, your knife, and your fork and start at one end and go to the other end and drill on an end. If you're looking at health, drill on healing for the Bible, the Word of God. He sent His Word and He healed you and He delivered you from all your destruction. Oh, that men would praise Him for what He's done for you. They'd worship Him and give Him glory. The sacrifice of thanksgiving they'd give Him. Well, I don't feel like doing that. I still hurt a little bit. 
Yeah, well, which is bigger, the word of God or the pain, see? We've got to make our decision, which is going to be bigger. And when the word prevails over the natural realm, you'll start to walk in a faith you never thought was even possible, praise God. Hallelujah. And it's all part of the kingdom of God. But everything the kingdom of God has provided for you, God does not demand you do anything. He offers you ways that you can live in a kingdom, that you can live in. He simply says, let not your heart be troubled. I just can't get any peace. Let not your heart be troubled. I don't understand this peace. It's the peace that passes all understanding. Well, I'm trying my best. Quit trying. Just receive the peace and walk in the peace. Praise God. It's already joy is yours. It's yours. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Pray for me. Give me joy. You know, you've got it. Just agree with what you got on the inside and it'll work it for you. Quit denying what you have and what he's given you. And just agree with it. And it works. You're joyful. You ought to tell yourself all day long. Turn your watch upside down. I am the most joyful, peaceful person in the whole wide world. Ain't nobody more peaceful than joyful for me. I'm just it. Praise God. When they look at me, they say, peace and joy, peace and joy, peace and joy. My middle name is Joy. My last name's Peace. What are you doing? You're convincing yourself, aren't you? And I'll tell you what, you convince yourself, and when you get in a tight spot, up from the inside, he'll bring all these things to your remembrance, and all at once it'll pop up. We don't do that anymore. That's not the way we function in our kingdom. We walk in love. We walk in peace. We don't say, I just ain't got any peace today. How many know you're disconnecting? I just can't find the joy. Well, it's right in there. Start agreeing with it. Everything in the kingdom of God simply works by agreement with him and the word of God. Once you come out of agreement and start talking about your worries, your woes, and everything else, you're going to need another Christian to pull you out because you're going down in there someplace, praise God. But most Christians want to get in the hole with you. I just feel so bad for you. I jumped in the hole with you. Well, how are we going to get out now? I don't know. The rope's still up there where I was supposed to... Here comes another one of our friends. I'll jump in and help you guys. Thank you. Pretty soon you got a whole church of them in the hole waiting for somebody to pull them out. And then somebody comes along from TCVC. Nice little quiet person, never says much, goes to that church, looks down. What you doing down there? Oh, we're having pity on each other. We're having a pity party. Well, I'll tell you what, I got a chain. I'll pull you all out if you want me to. Would you please? And they throw that chain and jerk them people out of there. Jerk them out of there. That's the way it works, isn't it? We pull people out. We don't go down there with them for God's sakes. They don't need you in their pity party. Glory to God. Jerk them up out of there. Put a smile back on their face. It's so much fun now. You can actually smile at people and they see you without that stupid mask. It's so great. I just smile at everybody. Even I'll say, how you doing? They'll walk by and say, good, glad. Even if they don't answer me, I'm just going to pretend like they did. Praise God. Because we come to a place where people ignore each other even when they walk by now. See? They don't have to look at you anymore. They don't have to do things. So I go out. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing over here? I'll ask the cashier, how's it going today? Living the dream? And they'll say, what's the matter with him? Praise God. Let me see his groceries. What drugs he on he got in there? Praise God. But notice, we're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be a joyful people. We got the victory, praise God. We're not going to hell. We're going to heaven. We're not sick. We're healed. We're blessed beyond imagination. Hallelujah. We got a God that loves us, praise God, unconditionally. That's good, isn't it? That's enough right there to make you happy, praise God. Hallelujah. So the banquet's already set, praise God. You're in the kingdom of God. It belongs to you today. And you can partake of whatever you want to partake of out of that kingdom of God. It's already there, glory to God. So we're going to start doing that. And we're going to help other people. Help other people who need to know that the banquet's already there and already been provided for, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, glory to God.
righteousness and all these things shall be